this episode is about outcomes and our need to know, our need to know what outcome we're going to get. And I share a couple of, of experiences that I had that if I knew the outcome, I probably wouldn't have done them. So I'm glad I didn't know the outcome. But what I'm curious about, and as you listen to this, I want you to think about your own life and what outcomes aren't guaranteed that you're avoiding because you're predicting some outcome that probably won't happen. So it is intended in a way to be action-oriented because I want you, as you listen, when you think about those things that you're not doing, that you'll never know the outcome from because you're not doing them. I want you to take action on them. So what are they? Maybe something, if you're not thinking of something right now, will come up as you're listening to the episode. Let the outcome unfold for you and you'll get the clarity, maybe. And if you don't listen to the episode, hey, you won't get it. You won't have an outcome. That's my point. Okay, so listen up. Get to it. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Before I get started on today's topic, I want to apologize for my hair. For those of you who are on my YouTube channel, uh, this is called massage, post-massage hair. It's a little messy, Uh, but I thought it would be good to share this because for those of you who don't practice self-care, massages are so important, so critical. And I got some feedback from my massage therapist who I've been going to for, gosh, probably about five or six years now. And it's so funny how I met her. I put on Nextdoor Glenmore or our neighborhood's Glenmore. So Nextdoor, you know, the app next door. And I was a beach body coach at the time and I was trying to drum up business. And so I did a free, some kind of a free training on eat healthy eating or something, clean eating. And she was one of the people that responded and we became friends through that process. And she's an amazing massage therapist. She can actually read people's energy. And she said she's worked on some people who make her throw up, which I'm glad I'm not one of those people, but can you imagine reading people's energy so it like has you physically ill? But anyways, as you can imagine, when I first started going to her and I, I went to this other massage place that is a business and I liked it, but she's in the neighborhood and her massage tables, the more most comfortable table I've ever been on. But when I started going to her, I was in the 
mode of being in my ego mind, being so disconnected from my higher self. You know, I've done a lot of work in the last five years on, first of all, learning what that even is. And then secondly, trying, because I was in the busy, busy doing mode. And when you're in the busy, busy doing it mode, you're so disconnected from that person that is deep within you, the, the, the soul connection. It's not even, it's not even a, a person. Cause when we say person, that's, that's your human uh, experience is the person, the body you're in, in the moment in this life, but there's, you're, there's more to you. There's a soul deeper inside of you. And so when I started going to her, I was so disconnected from that. And over time, as I've been learning and applying the things I've learned, I've been able to connect there. And, and when you connect there, things come easier to you in terms of you get downloads about the next thing you're supposed to do. You get, and especially like this podcast, a lot of the things, if I wasn't connected to my higher self, some of the top topics I wouldn't even know to do. Uh, but things come to you, ideas come, your imagination flows more easily. And so there's this state called flow. And when you get into flow, you kind of lose track of time. It's almost like a dream state. And sometimes people who actually write books, authors get into flow. And that means that they start writing and they don't even know where it's coming from. It's like this ease of writing. It just it's almost channeling from some higher place. So anyways, I, we were, we were in the, and sometimes I talk because I'm a talker during my massage. I'm not somebody who uh, stays quiet the whole time, uh, but I am able to get quiet and be quiet, which I used to not be able to do at all. And when we get to the end, she works on my head and she put her fingers. And if you're not on YouTube, I'll just, explain she put her fingers like right on above my eyebrows like on my forehead but lower forehead uh and she just pressed i mean it wasn't hard it was just like lightly pressed and the next thing i know i felt like i snorted <laughs> i caught myself i would have done a, like a double snort but i was like and i, I it kind of like jarred me and then she said, okay, we're, we're done. And, and she goes, you dropped in to this state of like, you are, you're gone, you're floating out there. And she said, I did that for five minutes. And I was like, what? I thought that was like 30 seconds max. But it was so funny. Cause when I, when I caught myself snorting, I said to her, did I just snort? <laughs> And she said, yeah, but that's okay. That's okay. But when I did that, she knew that I'd come out of that kind of deep consciousness. Uh, but she, after uh, we wrapped up, she said, you are such a different person from who I met those years ago. And so my reason for telling the story, which is totally off topic, is that the work that you can do to connect to that soul self is so critical to, to develop this like kind of intuitive, uh, these messages, this knowing, this, this ease and this peace, honestly. And I, I, I this massage, you might think massages, you just go in, work out some muscles. 
like I did that. I actually did that. And I go to her fairly regularly. Uh, but I went this time because I had some upper back ache. Like re- it was so achy, achy, achy. I was like, I am not going to be comfortable going on my trip. I have a big trip going planned. Uh, I leave this weekend. We're going to Europe, long flight. And I thought I got to get this worked out. And so she was able to fit me in, feel amazing. So when you have issues with your body, do something about it. And a massage really gets the the kind of the juices flowing, if you will. But then it, it can be a deeper experience. It can be this, this soul connection. And so if you don't do massages, make an appointment and do it and and get to that place because it's a magical place. And it, it just brought me so much peace throughout my day yesterday, knowing that I had gone there and, and the ease and her complimenting me as like how I can go there very easily now. And it used to, I, I used to have a whole session with her where I couldn't go there. So, so doing the work in combination with the self-care, critical, critical. All right. Moving on to the topic. Today, I'm talking about why it's better to not know. And you might be like, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> I want to know things, right? We we all want to know things. That's just human nature. I looked up the definition uh, of outcome because it, it, I want to talk about how we focus so much on the outcome as humans we're so results oriented in our culture. And so I I like to start with a definition about what the word means that I'm going to talk about. And the word outcome means the way a thing turns out, the way a thing turns out, just very simple definition, right? We want to know the way a thing turns out, because if it didn't turn out the way we wanted, we were not going to do it, right? 99% of us, if asked if we could have a crystal ball, would, would grab at the chance to have a crystal ball. I know I would be like, sure, bring it on. I'd love to know how the rest of my life's going to lay out. But what if that crystal ball only showed me one way if I had taken certain steps and there's an infinite number of paths we can take because one step always leads to the next one. And so we don't know necessarily where we're going. So if we knew the outcome, then it would limit us. So we want certainty because that's our comfort zone. Uncertainty is uncomfortable and it's outside our comfort zone. Most, the normal human being Maybe the daredevil is is the person like Evil Knievel. He's fine with uncertainty, but most of us want certainty, but certainty keeps us in our comfort zone. Uncertainty is uncomfortable. We, we, we don't know. We're just going to be a little okay with not knowing. But wouldn't it be nice to know if your team was going to win? Like, if you're sitting on the bench as a player, 
and you knew your team was going to lose, it'll be like, you wouldn't be so excited about getting in the game. Or as a fan, gosh, you wouldn't have to go through all those ups and downs of emotions. Oh my gosh, you know, one more touchdown. Oh, they have to get the basket. Oh my God. And you're like so into it and the emotion. But if you knew the outcome, would you have the emotion? Would the emotion be there? Would you be missing out on those highs and lows? And do you want to miss out on the highs? What if you had a crystal ball and you knew, for instance, in my case, what if I knew that my first marriage was going to end in divorce? Maybe, maybe I wouldn't have chosen to marry. But then I wouldn't have had my amazing children. I wouldn't have had the experiences. I wouldn't have had the growth that a divorce brings. I wouldn't have had the in-laws and the, 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 the friends that I met along the way. What if I knew that I wasn't going to get a college degree? Would I have invested my parents' money? Would I have taken three years of my life and wasted all that time in those classes that I didn't like? Well, I probably, if I had a crystal ball, I wouldn't have taken those college courses. I wouldn't have gone to that college. I would have done something else. But then I wouldn't have met my husband now because we met in college. So you see the advantage of uncertainty, the advantage of not knowing the outcome. And when I was thinking about this topic, it made me think of one of my roommates in college. I love her to death. She's still a very, one of my besties, very good friend. But when I was in college, she told me every Christmas, she finds the wrapped presents and she opens them in advance. And I was mortified. I was like, oh my God, you do that? You do that? How do how do you not get away with you know, like how do you get away with that your mom not knowing? She goes, Oh, I just like I'm really careful and I make sure I wrap it up just the way it was. And and I thought, well, that is not fun. Cause isn't the fun part of Christmas is the not knowing, the uncertainty of what the gifts are gonna be. I mean, you want something and you want to know you're gonna get it, but it's kind of fun to play that game of not knowing. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I actually did, because you know how our peers influence us, I think I did the next Christmas open one of my gifts in advance. I did what she did. And it took all of the fun out of that gift. And I never did it again. And that's why I don't even like opening gifts on Christmas Eve. It's like, wait till the day. It's the fun. Christmas Eve is the unknowing, the uncertainty of what's going to happen the next day. Knowing provides, in a way, a guarantee. But knowing also robs you of the wonder of the experience unfolding for you. And so I came up with this. It just came right out. Talk about flow that you get into, where this came from. But a Lori quote when I was outlining this topic was, we don't know, or excuse me, 
we don't do something because we don't know the outcome. But we won't know the outcome unless we do the thing. So, bing, 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 right? Light bulb on. We don't do something because we don't know the outcome. We avoid doing something because we're unsure. We're like, I'm not going to do that because I don't have the guarantee that it'll work out the way I want it to work out. So what are we depriving ourselves of? We, we won't even know the outcome if we don't do it. So isn't that crazy? So my question for you is, what are you avoiding? What are you not doing because you don't know the outcome? You don't have a guarantee. But what if you knew something better, you had the emotions of the experience, the highs and the lows, because, you know, there's the law of polarity, right? It's like black and white and, you know, the, the different, the opposites. So I don't think anybody wants medium. We want the highs and lows. We want the, I remember when I, got married to my first husband and I had the inkling that, that I, that this was a mistake and I loved somebody else and I did it anyways. And I remember thinking in my logical brain, he'll, he will be the stable one. Whereas the one that I loved was kind of like highs and lows, highs and lows. And I thought, I just want like the stability. It's kind of like this even line. If you're thinking of a heartbeat, it's like an even line. It's like, I'll, I'll, it'll be just okay. It'll be fine. Whereas my other one, the one that I was thinking of that I was like, I don't want to marry him. There's too many highs and lows, which is a heartbeat, right? Up and down and up and down. And then later when I started realizing I made a mistake, I was like, you know, I went for the flat line. <laughs> If you really compare it and do an analogy or a metaphor of it, it's like the heartbeat versus the flat line. I want the heartbeat. I don't know about you. I, I do not want the flat line. The flat line is meh. So what are you avoiding doing? Because you don't, you're not insured of the outcome. There's too much uncertainty behind it. Is it starting a business? Is it changing career paths? I have a lot of guests that have come on my show and they've done those things and they don't know the outcome. What about calling that old boyfriend? Like I did. I didn't know the outcome. That could have been a disaster. But look, I, I ended up marrying him. But I wouldn't know if I hadn't taken action. I wouldn't know the outcome unless I did the thing. What about taking an online course, learning something new? The least you would do is learn something. You, that's a guaranteed outcome, really. If you want the transformation that comes with a course, maybe that's not guaranteed. Maybe there's examples of it working, but for some reason, you still want a guarantee for you. But you'll never know. If you don't do the thing, what about going on that trip? 
some people haven't gotten back out into the world since COVID. They're still afraid of getting out there. And so what is it that you feel you have to know, but it's keeping you from experiencing the wonder of what's to come? And I I talked about this topic in my newsletter that I sent out this morning. And when I was writing that newsletter, the song that came to me was one that I listened to as a young girl. I think the movie was The Thrill of It All, if I'm not mistaken. Loved that movie because that's her car went into the the pool. But it it could have been a different movie. But I, I think that's what it was. Any Doris Day fanatics out there, you probably know. But the song was Que Sera Sera. Do you remember that song? Que Sera Sera. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que Sera Sera. And I'm a terrible singer. But what amazing words for this episode when you think about it. It's, it's let it unfold. Whatever will be, will be. You'll be okay. Wanting a guarantee is not trusting the universe, that the universe will take care of you and your needs. There's too much distrust in this world. What about trusting what you can't see? Can you do that? I mean, maybe there's somebody in your life who's given you a reason to distrust them, but there's no reason not to trust the universe. So let the universe take care of you and trust that the outcome will be exactly what you need, whether it's a lesson or whether it's the transformation or whether it's the goal achieved, whatever it might be, it might just be the clarity. It might just be the experience and the wonder of it all. If you can appreciate that. So I say, go for it. Take the chance. Be okay with uncertainty and just know it'll be okay. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Not Your Average Grandma. If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.